All right, we're talking about something. I'm here with Dave Hello. and Richard Hello. and Karen. 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 Yeah. It's not an M. It's an N. No, it's an N. Okay, yeah. Karen. I'm here with Dave and Richard and Karen. Just for the kicks of it, yeah. Just for the. You should switch it to an N. Just for today. Just for t okay, so I'm here with Dave and Richard and, and Karim. Yeah, no, I don't like the way it's Okay, and Karim. It rhymes with Harum, which is kind of, you know, that sort of brings us to this. Which is not how you pronounce that I thought it was pretty It is Harum, yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's, wait, but how do you, maybe, like H -A -R -A Boko, Boko Harum? Boko Haram. 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 That's different. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Why are you likening me to, like, a... I'm likening you to an extremist. Slash yeah. really extremist groups in uh, Western Africa. Uh, why am I doing? Uh, because Dave got us on um, Sorry, Aram. I'm not throwing Dave <laughs> under the bus. Um, it's a different podcast. It's a different podcast. This is not geopolitics Thank podcast, God. thankfully. Yeah. This is uh, this episode is about something. Bubble. Something. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, we might as well start there. Um, my beef with the Beatles has been in the past with the lyrics being a little bit vague. Yeah. And, uh, well, the title of this song is the vaguest it is. possible title you could have. Although and I the, think that's kind of a, the point of it, though, you know? Sorry, go ahead. I cut your eyes. No, please. People have heard my vague complaint, so go ahead. Go ahead well, if in this case, you know, something, you know, he's talking about something ineffable about you know there's a quality that you can't quite put your finger on that that is you know attracting him so isn't that the point to, yeah you know? I, I kind of think that too in fact I actually think it's it's not very vague because it, there, there's always like that something in, intangible right you can't quite yeah. put your finger on what it is um, and I think that's sort of a motif in a lot of the lyrics that I like and you don't like that we've disagreed on in other songs too um, like in, in my life where you were like damn it just like Tell us what these places and things are. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's there's a deeper point here. Yeah, if I can, if we're commenting on past episodes, I listened to that one, and I think that I started off agreeing with you, Mike, and I ended up agreeing with you, Dave, because what happened? Well, because you're right. It's too vague. And then I realized, for in my life, that like the point is, if he had been specific about all those other people from the past, it wouldn't actually, you know, support the song. He has to only be specific about the person he's singing it to. And in this case, it's kind of like. Different, different point, but same sort of, you know. The whole point is he can't put his finger on it, right? But sometimes vagueness has a meaning and a, and a utility, I guess. I think that's true. I guess it's just it's the the line between just being like meaningless crap and mm -hmm. being meaningful becomes a lot more blurry. So maybe it's just riskier mm -hmm. to be vague, or you're taking a bigger chance when you're being vague or in terms of like appealing to people like me who are like looking for sort of fun like things to catch on to in the words or you're being really safe because there are other people who don't care what the words are very much and are you're not going to be offensive if you're just saying something like something in the way she moves yeah, yeah so we kind of jumped in is your beef with the title more or with the actual lyrics or? i just wanted to make a crack about okay, the title being it. the yeah, yeah. sort of peak peak vagueness like as, as our resident beatles curmudgeon yeah yeah i got it now. beatles truther yeah beatles truther yeah, yeah you guys don't even well actually because i um i just remember so i was looking on twitter um 
as I do every single day, right? Um, and I saw there's there's ads with Katy Perry is doing a song with Pikachu for the Pokemon franchise or something. And it, I was like, I, are you gonna land it, this plane? it doesn't it doesn't doesn't look like. <laughs> How's Katy Perry gonna land? The, well, Pikachu's gonna help her. No, I, so so it doesn't look like Katy Perry to me, which made me think maybe they've replaced Katy Perry with like a body double or something at some point in her career, and she's like the perfect person to. Uh, So the Katy Perry plane is, is in the air. Yeah. Things, things I did not think we're gonna get referenced on. on this want, how is this coming back to the song? <laughs> so, or is the Katy Perry? It's coming back to the. Here? It's coming back to the Beatles, because there's the Paul is dead conspiracy theory. Oh wow! I did not think we we're gonna go there either. Okay. So, um, there is a conspiracy theory that yeah. Paul McCartney died in 1966, yeah. and yeah. that he was replaced. By someone else yeah. right. who went on to write Blackbird and Yesterday. Just a potentially superior Paul McCartney imposter. <laughs> so, um, what does that have to do with any? I forget how we well, got Well, on, yeah. co on the cover of Abby Red, right. Right, Paul's not wearing shoes, which people say is part of it. So, that's my favorite part of the conspiracy theory is that allegedly the Beatles are leaving clues for their fans within their yeah. merchandise, And all basically. you need to do is ask the photographer who was like, oh yeah, Paul's flip-flops were too tight. And so he yeah. took them off. Yeah. I, so remember, it wasn't, I remember, this is from this tangent, I remember yeah, being right. 12 years old at sleepaway camp in upstate New York, and one of the college-age camp counselors had a cassette with like a 90-minute spoken word, like spooky recording of like all the... Like narrating the conspiracy theory of Paul's death with like little, with all the little musical tidbits, like the you, you played this backwards and it spells like I buried Paul. Or, yeah. oh, that's great. Um, oh, it was that's really all, cool. as like a twelve year old, that was totally enraptured by it. Chop that up and make it a podcast. Same same yeah. that turned me on the fish, by the way. Yeah. He's a cool guy. So the cool thing about conspiracy theories is you get to kind of like put whatever yeah. you want. True into it and they're true right. that's the best thing about conspiracy theories is every single one of them is true uh but maybe that's how we land the plane is like something is a very vague song where you like pull whatever you want into it well yeah you say that and i, I read that um so you know originally i guess george wrote this about patty boyd um who I think were they married at the time? Uh, I don't. They, I don't know. You're, you're going to have to so, school so, me. So on Patty George. Boyd was was George Harrison's girlfriend and then later wife, and then um, she like he was cheating on her, and she cheated on him with Eric Clapton, and so the song Layla is about Patty Boyd. Oh, uh, it's not about Linda McCartney. Wonderful Tonight is about Patty Boyd. So something this woman. Layla and Wonderful Tonight are all about this same woman, Patty Boyd. That is impressive how many really iconic she, the one, she has inspired. Is she and the wow. is she blonde? So, is she, so she the really one in the something. music no, video? She's she's 
Oh, in the, the the something video. Yeah, she's brunette. She's she's young. She's she looks. She has like kind of a baby face. She's brunette. She's very attractive. Yeah, she's the most attractive woman in the video. Because yeah. it's Yoko and um, <laughs> <laughs> and Paul. Yeah. Paul's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a Yoko it's, guy. Yeah, I guess it's all about objectification. But back to the. Uh, the it's a song about being attracted to a woman. I'm yeah. Kidding. Okay. Well, well and look, then. I have to stand up for myself. <laughs> to your point though, about how it could be about... I should make the gratuitous... Sorry, go ahead, Richard. Sorry. You can shift the subject or whatever. So George Harrison later, and uh, you know, decades later or something, denied that it was about Patty Boyd yeah. and said it was like... This is after he got all into uh, Hinduism and he said it was about, I think, like Krishna, Krishna or something. Yeah, which is um, he polysdeaded his own song, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Basically. Um, which is probably just because she fucked Eric Clapton and he wrote Layla so then he was like alright well that song wasn't about you it was about Krishna which one happened did 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 they have sex and then he wrote Layla or the opposite he wrote I feel Layla, like that really matters he wrote Layla when he was when 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 Patty and George were together right because it's so a, they it's, hadn't it's longing gotten... about like you know you got me on my knees you know we're this, oh. you know yeah yeah you do wow fantastic yeah good work Eric Clapton I think Good work. No, Patty good work. Boyd. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Good, good work, Patty yeah. Boyd. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think so. There is something about her that apparently, in the way she moves. <laughs> back, back to the original point though about the lyrics of this song. So I think something is a wonderful song, but it's it's not like if you look at the lyrics in isolation, I don't think I don't think they're like the most amazing lyrics either. In fact, totally agree. I this would, has happened every time we've done a yeah. Beatles song. I know. Well, yeah. yeah I I will go to my grave saying the lyrics that in my life are excellent but you know i think that song is infinitely better than lyrically than this yeah okay i, right? I so totally agree if okay. you look if you look at it right now yeah, like, like when you hear the corny, song yeah. the swelling and the strings and everything it's it's great it's a beautiful song right. and then you look at the lyrics and it's just like there's really not much there there's not much there at all yeah it, the, be the beauty of the song is the total package it's an chord progress, the descending melody uh, of, the, of the vocals, the guitar, iconic guitar solo, obviously. Everything's a walk down. Like, Everything's a walk down. Constantly walking down. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. Well, don't you want the whole to be greater than the sum of its parts? Like, Normally. Normally, yeah. 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 Which is exactly how you get to something. Right? I mean, that's... Uh, uh, so we did that. Uh, uh, what's, what's her name? Boyle? Patty Boyd. Patty Boyd. Boyle rules. She does. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I have for musically, I listened to it and just took notes. I have the first drum roll. First of all, I feel like this song is, feels, when I'm trying to play along with it, like feels like it should be a little faster than it is, mm. or like I want it. It's like pulling slowly. I feel like a little bit. It is a ballad, though. No, I'm not. That's yeah. not a criticism. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like I, I actually think that that's probably something good about the song is that mm -hmm. it's doing something a little bit surprise. Feels a little slower to slower. me. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say that's true of like a lot of slower songs for whatever reason. It's like. Maybe I just want to speed up because that's. No, like it's just like I, I always find that if I'm doing slow things, even talking probably on this podcast it's like you get a little bit self-conscious and then you just want to kind of barrel ahead because you're like i need to fill this space yeah whereas yeah. if it's his own song he can sit in every note i i see this like 
almost as somebody looking like not looking at uh like george isn't looking at a woman standing in front of him but like thinking about her in his mind and she's like walking in slow motion or something and he's like he's like he's pondering her yeah thinking about her and that the slowness to me like is evocative of that kind of like you know just thinking about him being mesmerized by someone there's something in the way she moves She's not physically... Okay, so good. Then we're getting at something that's a little bit smarter about the song with the lyrics then. Like, it's your... I get that. I I am with you there. Like, it's you're imagining the person rather than she's mm-hmm. actually right there. Like, the song is not about him, like, sitting on a bench in a park, <laughs> and there's a woman who moves, and he's yeah. like, you well, know what? Something in the way she moves. something in the way she moves, not, like, something in the way you move. You know? But it's, it's actually, so- like, what if the song is a conversation with somebody else? Just think about her. the bridge, right? It's mm-hmm. you ask me, will my love grow? Yeah. Ding, ding, somebody, ding. He, somebody has asked him, maybe what is it about this girl? He's talking he to likes Clapton. So much. He's, like, <laughs> he's convincing Clapton. <laughs> well, maybe. Or somebody's just like trying to figure it out. And he's like, ah. You're going to be it's my something. cook. You mm-hmm. are. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, like, so what is it about her? I don't know. It's just something. Right. You know? Like, that's a normal sounding conversation yeah. that you have with somebody who's, you know, skeptical of a relationship or doesn't understand her or hasn't met this person or whatever. It's pretty normal. Yeah. Sort of oh, is the lyric though? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. well, the bridge lyric is "You yeah. ask me, will my." That's not the something. You're person. asking that's me, somebody, will our love grow? Will my love grow? Or our? Is it our my, my. It says my, my in the. Um, I don't know. Ultimate guitar. You know, yeah. it's like, what's? It's like my dad being like, "What's the status of your relationship?" You know, it's yeah. like you know, you can't come up with an answer for that like that. But. I yeah. completely agree Boko Haram no no, that's what I so the the thing that I wrote that um, okay I have vague lyrics and I have vague underlined and then I have a couple things about walk downs but then I have the bridge is really strong and real and I underlined real four times I think the bridge is incredible and I think is my the best part of the song I wish that there was some way to make that into like that, that's the, the feeling that, part, right? yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know if you call it a bridge or whatever yeah, it's a different yeah, yeah, part yeah, 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 it's yeah, different yeah. the B section oh. of the sonata form if you will it's the B section of the sonata form really? A-A-B-A oh. the development is it? I mean no is this a is this a sonata am I screwing that no, up no because A-A-B-A because there's a guitar the guitar solo is over the other A A-A-B-A-A but the the guitar solo doesn't count it's over the same chords Okay, but I but I had that exact thing, the shift in perspective from from third person to second yeah. for, so to that, first person to way, second person. And in that way it's not to go back to my earlier weaker point, it's not that dissimilar from the frame shifting that's going on in, in my life, right? Which is that in my life the vague stuff is the stuff he's explaining in like the ether. And the spo- the specific stuff is the conversation he's having with the other person. Like yeah. Am I making yeah, sense yeah, 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 yeah. Like in, in my life, he's talking to his lover, right? And like mm-hmm. the spe- the only specificity in the song is you, right? Yeah. Right. And okay. everything else has to be like amorphous. And this one, it's like you flip that in a way because it's a different conversation about a different kind of relationship. But again, the conversation and the person whom you're addressing is the only like specificness that you get. The rest is pretty darn vague. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm over. Well, no, no. I think I think there's definitely some reason that the bridge is so much more powerful than the rest of the song. Well, there's there's like a couple things came to my mind. One, the so like the verse is in C, and the bridge is in A, 
which doesn't like musically doesn't yeah, make sense, doesn't right? Because yeah. like it just majorizes the relative minor, so it, yeah. it immediately yeah, yeah, it like yeah. pops your ear, like oh this like this is a this is a substantial key change, yeah. but it signifies like the tonal shift. If we go back to this like you know the idea of like during the verse, the part in C where he's like imagining this slow motion walking woman or whatever, or he's telling talking to his friend about her or something, describing it, and then the tone shift is like you. That's all sweet and somber and reflective, but then it's like you're asking me, will our love grow? There, there could be like something more. I feel like that's like, a they're fighting. Exactly, like it could be like, like intensity. I don't know if it's fight. They're having a real conversation, right? That's like you're asking me, will our love grow? That's like the eternal. Right. Yeah. Until you settle down, that's what are you always. But I mean, yeah. and he says, I don't know, which could mean either like. I love like I'm I'm maxed out for you <laughs> like you know as like a positive thing like there's no way I can love you anymore you know so that's or, big, yeah or yeah or the other reading would be like I don't know like <laughs> as long as you don't fuck I Eric thought Clapton. it was like <laughs> <laughs> it's crossed out <laughs> that won't we'll work that will never sell any records uh, well I thought it was like boundless that was the part where I was like when he sings I don't know that part I believed like. That this is a big mystery. That this is a big, like, beautiful mystery, kind of. Yeah. And then I got kind of like the spiritual. I don't know this George spirituality thing. I don't really quite get it. Um, the whole Beatles. <laughs> yeah. It, I I guess it's just like New Age was going on at that time. Yeah. And I don't know. I, well, I think like they some, had just gone to India, right? like in '67 or something yeah, like something that. Like that yeah. So it's it's not long after that that he that he writes this. So they're into that <laughs> he is at least yeah. it's said in wikipedia too that he uh his mom listened to indian music while he was in the womb which i Ooh. thought was interesting yeah, that he's genesis. like all of that ridiculous. stuff is true it's absurd it's absurd i mean that it well, would have like yeah there are like, so many people that listen that's why to i'm such a whitney houston fan <laughs> 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 that, your mom no, listened to whitney houston while me. you were in let's not Maybe it can great. backfire. Should we just start talking about Whitney Houston? Because that's a wrong opinion. All right, I'm going to back out of this real quick. I feel like I'm sensing a I don't think, no, I think we should land, steer away from the Whitney Houston conversation. Sorry, Richard. That's rude. Jesus. You're entitled to your opinion. I, I love Whitney Houston, too. Anyway, um, we're at, like, episode 6,432. <laughs> well, if his mom listened to it while he's in the womb, like, so she's a fan of the music, so he probably listened to it when he came out of the womb as well, right? Yeah, I, no, I, I think it was, like, I wouldn't ascribe that to like some sort of gestational music. No, but you know how like some <laughs> some pregnant women do listen to like yeah. Bach and Mozart and put the headphones on yeah. there. Yeah. I gotcha. You don't. I'm just. You think that's all silly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. Word. So, yeah. Let's yeah. just I'll just keep it simple. We, we've spent a lot of time on the lyrics, but like, can we talk about? Yeah. The, go, the, go, the go, 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 please, please. Or, Oh yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm interested in the fact yeah. that you both had think, seem to admire it a lot. I think this is one of the all-time great guitar solos, oh and it's beautiful. Wow. Because it's not, it's not flashy. It's not, um, you know, George Harrison was a good guitar player, but he's not like a shredder or like a technical master or anything like that. He's all feel, all melody, and this solo is like the embodiment of that. It's just like every note. You know how David, people say like David Gilmore, Pink Floyd, 
you know, another guy who's like not a technical wizard, but he makes every he'll play a twenty note solo and every single note counts. George Harrison is very much like that too, but it's got a little more edge to him, I think, than David Gilmour. Hmm. Uh, George Harrison more edge. Than I think he's got Gilmore. a little more grit. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe grit, but it's like it's just, he's not as smooth. He's not as smooth, right? Yeah. Grit. Okay, that's why I said that. By edge, I meant grit. He's like rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My my notes have solo and then one, two, three, five question marks. Oh, I don't have anything really. It doesn't make an impression on me. I don't. Really? I don't so, yeah. So, hmm. but Richard, you I seem to have I some. I kind of fall in between. Well, maybe not. But like, so I used to really love that guitar. I used to be where you are, where I was just like I. I knew like every note of it in my head. My Abbey Road is like my dad's favorite album. Yeah. So like I've heard it like a billion times, and. And I love that solo, and and yeah, then like I started when I started learning how to play it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I was like, I actually don't really like this. I think the chords are a little off. So the beginning of it, I think, is fucking beautiful. It reminds me of uh, Horn, mm-hmm. like a fish song Horn. Yeah. Like it's, but it's just like I love the the. the you Can know, you the play first, a little bit of it to let us know know what he's talking about specifically? Basically, everything up until the A minor. So right here is where I'm with you. I'm with you up until then, and then we get into some. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just think it's. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I just don't. I, I don't think it's very. Is it fun to play? You know what's so great? Because you might be solo. getting sucked in. By the fun to play, and you know what's great about the solo and about and about George Harrison's guitar playing generally is that you can learn every note of that solo, like with we have, and you will never play it like George. I, I will never play that solo like George Harrison. Yeah, he, there's something in the way. In the way he plays. He plays. No, he's he has this like real interesting like you know the way he like, he, like slides his fingers the position position yeah, like, where he moves around yeah. i'm like where why does he go yeah. all the way down there for yeah. to grab that note it's i have are having a conversation about the lyrics while you're having a conversation about the music <laughs> and that kind of brings it all brings it all back yeah, yeah. no but that's like, I, that's what i love about harrison's playing is that mm-hmm. i just think he's so you in, bought in imitable is that the word in unimitatable uh-huh I, peerless. Peerless. Peer, that's a better word. <laughs> peerless. Peerless. He's peerless. In that and you way. can't put your finger on. No, I can't describe what, to you what exactly what he's does, doing that he makes his, the way he plays it. Yeah. Different. Sound differently than when I play it, but and it does. You're describing the bridge right now of the song, but about the guitar solo, not the bridge. You're asking me. You said I can't, can't describe it. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, you guys are just in a little It's a guy talking to his guitar teacher. <laughs> yeah. You're asking Did me to you play the solo. I am <laughs> guitar teacher. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, I think the bridge is incredible. It draws into focus. The shift in perspective is interesting. The addition of the interlocutor as you mentioned Karin is really does the tempo change? It feels faster. It's just very bouncy. So it's, I don't know, it just, just like does it slow there. back down again after? <laughs> yeah, the tempo is Because it goes back to what the normal. Yeah. 
the other thing I I have to I have to mention about this song to your chagrin, Mike, but I'm mentioning it because Richard is here, is that the the chord progression was ripped off by our other favorite band, Fish, for one of their ballads, which I think lyrically is actually a superior ballad to this song. Um, but it's a song called Waste by Fish and, and it's starts the same with the same same opening uh-huh. chords which uh-huh. I think is ripped off from yeah. this but I'm sure no one's ever I think that's what it is. that's why Trey plays it in D is just he, yeah. he gets away with it so yeah, yeah that's true anyway it does it's similar it's not like it, it, it's not a rip off to where like if if you listen to something ten times in a row and you never heard waste right and you listen to waste you'd be like oh that's the same right thing right now good homage it's, Inspiration. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder what, if Trey's ever talked about that. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that, um, we've talked a lot about those, like, chromatic single, same chord and then one note yeah. going yeah. up or down with the Beatles. Yeah. And I, um, I think, like, the only bands I can think of who sort of imitate that, I, I don't know this Fish song, but, like, thinking of, like, I don't know, like Duncan Sheik or like David Gray, and I, I will give the Beatles a little bit of credit in that I feel like that style doesn't sound quite as like corny when they do it. Hmm. Maybe did they? Maybe because that's their signature like thing, right? Or it's one of their moves that keeps coming up. Over yeah, I think and it's over a again. move. I don't the know Beatles. Like yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah, like major chords and major seventh chord, you know major seventh of the like the key yeah as like they're fond of that but i mean one thing i gripe i kind of have about the beatles is like they play like they play so many fucking seventh chords <laughs> and like you know when they when a major would too do, many I, I i don't know what do you think i love seventh chords so. I do. well i do too but it's like every fucking every fucking beatles song is just a bunch of fucking c sevens and f sevens Let's just check. Like Let's just check real quick. Which one's better? Four. The latter. <laughs> Dave's a seven guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because sevens are bluesy and they, they, they sound cool, but I just think it's excessive in, in a lot of people's tunes. You know, you know what song does not have any seventh chords? I think that we covered "Love Me Do." Love me do. Which is why oh. it's no seven chords. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the oh, no, it's among now the reasons. Among yeah. the reasons why it's early stuff. Right? Yeah. I think maybe Paul had fat thumbs and was just always like grabbing sevens. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's an or okay, so here's one I have on um, the this. Uh, it sounds like Queen to me. I feel like there's a that like dramatic bomb bomb. Um, and just the general, the walk down stuff is like potentially out of the bridge, especially. There's, yeah. and there's a lot of that. I mean, there's some of that stuff in a day in a life. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, we could probably go through the catalog and pick out 25 songs where that stuff happens. Yeah, it, but even not the like the big like aggressive walking stuff. Yeah. Like just the bass line, if you listen to it, like yeah. it's lots of walking downs in the in the verse. Yeah, um, which maybe you know and. Which is why that that bridge is so nice, like the counter to it, because it, it just doesn't have any of that, you know. Yeah. The A part. Can, okay. Can we? Sorry, is there something else on your list or something? There's else one on? more thing All on right, my yeah. list, and then and then um, so let me get to this. Yeah. Okay. In um, 
in the Wikipedia entry on George Harrison, this is my like Beatles hagiography okay. for a second. He he is credited for using a capo on uh, Rubber Soul, and the move is called quote innovative. So I looked up um, capos mm-hmm. on Wikipedia, and the first capo was patented by James Ashburn of Wolcottville, Connecticut, in 1850. <laughs> 115 years before (laughs) Rubber Soul. Yeah, so um, as we're talking about the ineffable and all that kind of thing, just, you know, keep in mind that everything good is attributed to George Harrison and the Beatles at one point or another. No matter matter when or where or how it was actually invented. Yeah. Okay, Dave, that's my last note. Hi, Dior. The, the Wikipedia entry on the song says that George Harrison was given so few songs to put on Beatles albums that he was going to give, he wanted to give the song to Joe Cocker to sing, which is just a total travesty. Like, Joe Cocker. Not to sing, but to, to release, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and no, to, to sing, I thought. Not, to record on yeah. a Joe Cocker album. Right, right, yeah. yeah. But wouldn't Cocker song. sing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I meant just not just sing. That would have been a very different song. Yeah, it would have been yeah. terrible. Although there's that great Joe Cocker um, version uh, with a little help from my friends. That's friend. different, though. That's what, was, what was that show? That 80s show? The Wonder, the Wonder Years, baby. Yeah. I would, I, I would, yeah. I would rock my socks off to Winnie the Cooper, opening baby. credits of that. And then you get the look like Winnie Cooper. I mean, it's just 30 minutes of awesome. That's who something is about. Winnie Cooper. Winnie yeah. Cooper. That's why George. That's why yeah. Joe Cocker wouldn't accept the accept it from from George. We should yeah. dedicate our version to, to Pinga. This this yeah. goes out to to Pinga. <laughs> our Winnie. Our, uh, our the yeah. what's her, I, What's her name again? The actual inspiration. The angel. Patty, Patty Boyd. Boyd. Patty the Boyd. Muse. This goes out. It's to Krishna. Patty. And Krishna. This one goes out to Krishna. <laughs> Um, are we ready to do any other, any other stones unturned folks? Or should we, should there's we play? There's an organ in it. There is an, I have that written down. Yeah. Yeah. There's like fun, couple different organs. Yeah. Like the synthes one and the, the Hammond thing. It sounds nice. You know, there's strings in it. We should talk about the fucking strings. Like there's make strings. the song. There's an orchestra. Oh, right before the no, like throughout the B whole part. Song. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what song. do you, what does that do? What does it contribute? Like, lushness. there's, yeah, lushness that fills in no, all no. the like. There's no wrong answer. That sonic space, because there's, you know, it's a Beatles song without really a piano, which is kind of strange. There's no like, you can kind of hear a piano at a, at a couple parts, but it's not prominent. And like a lot of that, there's not, you don't hear like rhythm guitar very well. You just hear mostly like strings and yeah. lead. Yeah, yeah. another and, reason uh, why. I guess um, what's his name? Um, who's the, the fucking what? George Martin? George Martin. George Martin. How many Beatles songs use like a orchestration like that, where they have the only other one that's coming to head right now and mind right now, and it's, I don't know the le- the the whole Beatles oof as well as you guys do, but. Like, oh, no, Ricky, where I actually can't mm. find the strings kind of annoying, even though I know that's like the whole song. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this is a very different sound of that, but I just out of curiosity, like, do they do that 
How often are there swelling strings, Dave? Very swelling. Uh, in this song? No, or, in oh, general. And like the Beatles. Hey! Just got hey a day in the life, probably. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's like, yeah. yeah, that's um, big. I don't they think don't of strings. Often, right? They have strings in Glass Onion at the end of Glass Onion on the White yeah. Island, which is cool and random. I, I don't think of strings as being like a prominent feature yeah. of Beatles songs. They're normally like when you hear them, it is normally just kind of like accompanying. Yeah. But I, I like this in listening to this, that it's a really big part of yeah. this whole sound of this song. Yeah, I think it's part of. I think the Beatles cover proof their songs because a lot of it, it is yeah. in the performance. Like I think that your comments on the solo maybe are to that point, or there's something about it's hard for other people to do to bring out of the music, what they bring out mm -hmm. of it. And I think that that those touches like further, because if someone's just playing this on an acoustic guitar, if I'm just playing this on an acoustic guitar, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not talented enough to make it sound interesting, but I think you get the point. Like, yeah. it's really hard to replicate the experience of this song as recorded, unless you're the Beatles, I guess. You should check out the uh, James Brown version Oh, it's really? it weird and cool. <laughs> and, and he like started playing it. He might have even recorded it, but I think he started playing it only a couple years after this came out. Oh, but really? There's tons of covers of this song. This is like one of the most covered songs. Yeah. This and like yesterday. Everybody loves this song. Yeah. But he's right, like, you know, it's not <laughs> like, you don't, but you don't cover it like, no, you're not going to like sound like the Beatles when you cover Like when you play like In My Life, you can kind of like sound like the yeah, but you know. yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm j I just typed it in. Um, well, everybody from Bonnie Raitt to Ooh. love Bonnie Raitt. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry, that's a different. That's her actual something to talk about. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's get it. It's actually a cover of something. Oh, it's just Miss Spotify saying it's about sweet about time, fully loaded. Can we just play that instead? People that talk it. <laughs> yeah. Kept Now let's <laughs> now let's <laughs> slow <laughs> way down. Everyone grab guys, grab your girl, girls grab your girl, guys grab your, your guy. Pants on yeah. Um, this is one of those. have to sing it poorly. Yeah, that's how we do. We never change the key. And you shouldn't. Not starting today. 
I'm not going to use one of those innovative capos. So they were just invented yesterday? Oh, uh, George, okay. George Harrison. Oh, right, that's right, the George invented the George original capo. Or James Ashbourne of Wolcottville, Connecticut. <laughs> not getting enough respect. I assume in the spirit of this, you guys, we don't tune or anything like that. We just... We can tune real quick. We got close enough. Close enough. Mine's not good. It's got body rate. Yeah. Body rate. Yeah. Right. All right. Enough dilly down. So we're starting in the intro, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Should we count it off? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Disagree about that the Beatles something. with that was something with uh, Mike and Dave and Richard and Boko Haram. <laughs>
Kari. <laughs> <laughs> and Kari. <laughs> okay, right. fine.